With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Coombe Cassis for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Delighted to be joined by world title challenger to be, Mr. O'Hara Davies. O'Hara, first of all, how are you, mate? Uh, I'm good. Um, today I've trained twice. Done some drills in the morning and then had a 10k run. I've just got home, haven't even eaten yet. Oh, well, I appreciate you doing this interview before you'd eaten, but you could have yeah. eaten before you come on. But anyway, um, right, okay, so news today, uh, which is very obviously interesting regarding yourself. Uh, the WBA have ordered Roly Romero to defend his. £140 title against you next, or he must vacate. So, your shot's there. I mean, we're not expecting Roly Romero to vacate. Mm. Are you? I'm not expecting him to vacate. Um, You know, he's got the title, and there's a lot of money in that title. And his name, it holds a lot of weight because he's got the belt. So, I think he's going to do everything in his power to keep the belt. And he'll fight any and he'll fight any challengers. You know, he got a lucky escape because Alberto Puello failed a drug test and Alberto Puello's a fucking good fighter. He would have absolutely mullered Roly. So, you know, he got a touch that um that Alberto Puello got stripped because he failed a drug test. So he got Ishmael Brosso, which was a much easier fight. And um, he's gonna do everything in his power to try and keep the belt. Okay, so I'm assuming, obviously, you would have had conversations with your management about next steps and what to expect. So what's kind of a timeline of this and how soon do you think that shot will come? Um, I know. I think it has to be done by September the 12th. I think it has to be done by, um, if I'm correct. Um, I read it earlier, but I forgot. Um, to, me, uh, to be honest, I'm just leaving it all to them. You know, I'm not, um, you know, I spoke to them earlier. I'm just like, you know what, I'm in the gym. Let me get my work out of the way. I'll leave all that stuff to you guys. Listen, you get a fight date and you tell me what date I'm fighting. Um, you know, I trust my management team. I've got a great team behind me. Um, they've looked after my boxing career perfectly. They've got me this far. 
So, you know, I'm not trying to be all in the ins and out of the business side of things. That's their job. So I'm like, you guys do your job. I do my job. I focus in the gym. And you let me know. You give me a date and a time. And, you know, let me know how much I'm getting paid. And I'm there. I'm assuming, preference-wise for you, you don't want to fight for a vacant title against the next available. You want to fight Roly Romero. Experience, it doesn't matter, Keegan. You know, me and Roly, we have really big fight and the fans will like the fight because um, he talks a hell of a lot of trash. And, um, you know, I used to talk a lot of trash. I don't anymore, but that side of me might come out again, you know, if he starts for me. Um, so the press conference would be good. You know, the fight would be good. It'd be a very exciting fight. But to be honest, I don't care who I fight. You know, a fight is a fight. The title is a title. And, you know, it's been my goal and my dream from when I started boxing to become a world champion. And now I've got my opportunity. It doesn't matter who it's against. I just want the title. Okay. Well, listen, obviously, we'll refer back to the weekend. Uh, you made the trip up to, to Manchester and uh, had yourself heard. Um you know, what, what, one thing, obviously, in the, the video that's gone viral with with Eddie Hearn now that he said is that you have kind of brought yourself back to where you are um, with past performances, had to be a little bit patient, uh, waiting for opportunities. But one thing he said about, you know, you being where you are now, you've done that all by yourself with the help of your team and management, obviously, but you have brought yourself back into contention of, mm these kind of fights and being talked about in this kind of way? A lot of people, when they leave matchroom or when they're, you know, when something goes wrong, you know, their boxing career kind of fizzles out. And my boxing career seemed like it was actually heading that way for a time. People thought that I retired. People thought that I went boxing. My name, it wasn't spoken about no more. So people thought, you know, <laughs> I left matchroom and I'm done. But, um, you know, I was consistent. I stayed consistent. Uh, done what I had to do. I beat everyone that they put in front of me and I've worked myself back onto the big stage. And now Eddie would love to have me back in match room. Mate, you ask him. You get him on the channel, you phone him and ask him, he would love to have me back in match room. But thing now, I've got options. I've got options. And, um, yeah, I've got many options. And, and um, just got to look at my options and see what I want to do. Um, so, again, just kind of referring back to a timeline, a timeline. Sorry, mm. uh, you're saying September the twelfth. That's what you've you've read. Yeah, it has to be uh, done before the twelfth of September. It has to be done by then. So you know, we can do early September. Um, I'm guessing it'll be early September, maybe the first weekend of September. You know, give him a good camp, give me a good camp. Um, you know, that's just just on the top of my head, unless he chooses to vacate. Um, but I think it'll be early September. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a fucking good fight. It's going to be a massive fight. You know what? Uh, when they announced that I'm getting a World Tower shot, usually I thought I'd feel some sort of excitement, but you can probably tell by my face and my voice that I'm not excited about it because um, I think I've gotten older now and as I've gotten older, I've learned that excitement doesn't get you anywhere. When you get too excited about things, you make a hell of a lot of mistakes. And this is what happened to me at the start of my boxing career. I was so excited about everything. Wow, I've got the blue tick. Wow, I've got a bit of money. Wow, the girls like me now. Wow, this. Wow, that. Like, now, just be humble, be calm, be and, and be patient. Just get to work. But I heard I've got the World Tower shot. You know what? I went to sleep. You know what? I went to sleep. I said, you know what? I've got training soon. Sleep. 
I'm not going to be excited until I win the title. When I win the title, that's when I feel some sort of excitement. But right now, it's no excitement for me. Okay. I can, well, I understand your mentality there. Um, but I'm assuming, obviously, we're approaching June now this week. I'm assuming mm-hmm. at some point in the month of June, it's going to be your path or whether you, you hopefully you're fighting Rolly Romero boys vacating and then it goes to the next person or whatever but I'm assuming in the month of June at some point we're going to know at least like yeah. a, a target date for you where you'll be challenging um, I think we've got until the end of June to get our negotiation sorted out before it goes to Persbids if right. I'm correct I believe so I think we've got until the end of June to sort out a deal if not you go to the highest bidder. This is what I believe. So, um, you know, everyone's got to get their checkbooks out. Their checkbooks out, you know. <laughs> uh, it's time. It's time, you know. The biggest fight of my boxing career, bigger than any fight I've had. Um, and, you know, I'm being spoken about again. You know, I'm being spoken about again for such for such a long time in my boxing career. People didn't you know, want to holler at me. Now that, since I beat Lewis Ritson, my phone's been going off, going off, going off. Um... And since they announced this thing, my phone's been going off again. And I've, this is this is how it felt when I fought Derry Matthews. You know, remember when I beat him? My phone was going off, going off. And then I fed into the hype. I believed the hype. And I think this is why I wasn't focused when I fought Taylor, because I believed the hype and I was getting too emotionally involved in it. But so now I'm trying to disconnect from it. I probably won't do any other interviews apart from you. And, you know, I'm only doing it with you because you're a real one, you know, you know, you're always there from the fights I won and the fights that I lost. I don't know if you remember, Coogan, when I fought Catwell and I got beat, he missed me the next day. He said, how you doing, bro? Are you cool? Are you good? And I was like, I'm good. He was like, cool. As long as you're good and you're cool, if you need any help, I'm there. There was no one else that sent me a text, like, how are you feeling? Or no, no one even wanted no interview, nothing. People just acted like I was dead. Like, fucking hell, oh, do you got beat? All right, fuck him. Let's get Catwell on, on our show. Let's go and text him. But he was the only one that gave me that time of day. And it wasn't in a, you know what, I want to interview kind of thing. It was just a thing where I want to make sure you're good. That's why I always give iPhone the time of day. So I'm doing the interview before I even have my food. And I'm hungry as fuck. But you know what? You know, you got to appreciate the real ones in boxing. I appreciate your words, O'Hara. Um, listen, I, I do appreciate uh, you do need to go on it. Just a, a couple more things. So obviously, for the moment, the focus is uh, undoubtedly on uh, Rolly Romero, uh, the Jack Catchell situation will still be there. Like, whatever's going on, you've got your own path at the moment. The Jack mm. Catchell situation will be there at some point. I don't think Catchell fought good in his last fight. You know, I think, you know, I, I expected him to get down Foley out, you know, a lot earlier than he did. Uh, you know, he looked okay, but it wasn't anything special. And, you know, I was at his last fight. I was at ringside, and that performance showed me that the performance he put up against Taylor, it wasn't that Carroll fought a good fight, it's that Taylor fought a bad fight. That's the worst Taylor we've seen. He, he probably wasn't focused for that camp, or maybe he had things going on in, in his life at that camp, but that was Taylor at probably 50%, and that's what made Carroll look so good. But even though he even though he still lost the fight, and in my opinion, I lost the fight, I thought he lost it by probably two or three rounds. But, you know... He think he disappointed us. He disappointed me in his last fight. I didn't see anything special. But, you know, I look forward to, um, you know, he's on his own path now. And I wish him all the success in the world. But if he's fighting progress next, if he's fighting for grace next, mate, he's going to need some luck. 
to get through that fight? Um, just, just another talking point from the other day, which has gone a little bit under the radar because more likely there was no actual footage of this. There was an altercation between yourself and Robbie Davies, who was there as well, ringside. Can you just like we'd done our interview with me, you, and Eddie, and then this happened after that, but. Yeah. I haven't seen any footage of it. Listen, I don't this really is, know exactly. This what is what I... actually. This is what actually happened. Yeah. So because like I never met him in person before, so you know we've had a little rivalry online. So um, you know, um, I had to give it to him online just for no reason. Sometimes I'm bored. I just fucking tag him on Twitter and I write something about him. So um, we had a show. And listen, I'm all for entertainment. If the cameras are there and you know you want to do a little head to head to get some views and for entertainment, that's cool. You know, it works. You know, it works. It's how you get the views. It's how you get your name up there. It's fucking boxing entertainment. Um, so anyway, so as we sat down, like we were watching a show, he walked past me. They sat in three seats down from me. Why they done that, I don't know. But it's because Frank Smith, he probably wanted that fight to happen. That's why I put him three seats down from me. Anyway. Um, so um, he comes and sits down for me and then I see him, but I don't say anything to him because there's no cameras around. There's no need for hype. There's no cameras around. I mean, I'm not a gangster. You know, I'm a boxer. I'm not a gangster. I'm not going to see you when there's no cameras there. Like, let's fight. Like, nah, mate, we fight in the ring. So I just let him walk. Just go past me. If a camera comes up, if fucking Kugan comes up and put the camera in our face, yeah, we can cause some hype to get some views on that film. It's, it's what the fans love. The fans love this shit, Kugan. So anyway, he sits a few seats down for me. I don't say anything to him. Because I'm waiting for you to come. And then Sam Jones comes right behind me and starts to talk. You know, mate, Sam Jones started this. <laughs> Where's Sam Jones? You got to speak to Sam Jones as well. So anyway, Sam Jones come behind me. You know, Sam's my good mate. So we're having a chat. And then we're having a chat about Jack. And I'm like, mate, I'll take Jack on next. And he's like, how about David Jr.? He just sat right there. And then David Jr. talks, oh, my leg's broken. My leg's broken. You've been calling me out online. I'm like, okay, cool. You get your leg fixed and then, you know, and then we can fight. And then he, he kept on talking. Yeah, my leg's broken. You've been calling me out online, calling me out online, but in person, you're fucking quiet as a mouse. You don't say anything. And I'm thinking, yeah, because there's no cameras around here. You know, I'm not going to fight you when, you know, when there's no cameras, you fight in the ring. I'm not a gangster. And then, you know, I had s some glasses on. So I think I look, I might look a bit geeky with them on. These people think I'm born up in fucking, fucking a palace or somewhere. So, you know, they think they can talk to me anyway. Any type of way. So anyway, and then he says, um, you know, the more I'm quiet because there's no cameras there, I'm not trying to force the hype. He keeps on talking more, more, more. Because I'm not saying anything, he's getting much more excited, thinking this guy's a bit of a mug. And then he said, You said some shit about me last year. I should smack your face right now. And I said, ah? <laughs> I said, ah, you should what? And then he come a bit closer to me. I'm like, he's like, I should smack your face right now. And he was and he was in my personal space. And you know, he was about to hit me. So, you know, right before he hit me, I took my left hand, ha. And uh, you know, his face, you know, his face was red after. His face was red, and then everyone got in. He's he's lucky because, you know, after the slap, it was a cross coming. <laughs> but you know, everyone um everyone got in the middle of it and the security had to, you know, they had to move him. And I'm just like, I just said, I just said to I just said to everyone that was there. I'm like, I'm, it's good for the internet, for the iPhone views and shit. But mate, we're not characters. When you see when you see each other on the road, don't say anything. But if you if you if you're seeing me behind the cameras and you're trying to get in my personal space and you're talking about 
putting your hands on me, we're going to fight. We're going to fucking fight. And I said to everyone, you go to everyone that's here, fucking Tony Bellew and everyone else, because you guys like to come online and you like to say things like, when you see me in person, keep that same energy. I'm like, when you see me up in person, you keep that same energy. You come and see me when there ain't no fucking cameras there and you try to start some personal shit. I'll take all you guys on. I will take all of you guys on, Tony Bellew, Davis Jr. and and, and, and all those other guys online that like to talk shit. When the cameras are there, so I'm all put the head to head and a little talk. But behind the cameras, you guys better watch your fucking mouth. Watch your fucking mouth because I ain't from Buckingham Palace. I, if any of you guys try me behind the cameras, I will show all of you guys. I will show all of you guys. And you know, that's what happened. And then they, and then they, had, to, and then they had to move him down the seat. And I, I said to him, he, and then he wrote online, he wrote some stuff online up on Twitter. I said to him, you know what? I'm sat in the same place. You come here and let me slap the other side of your face and make the other side red as well. You know, he's got one side red and one side not red. I'm like, let me make it a bit, you know, I can even out for you. Let me slap the other side now. I made the other side red too. So basically that's what happened. You know, and that's the truth. You can ask anyone that was sat there, you go and ask Sam Jones or go and ask my coach or, you know, anyone, anyone that was there. Okay. Like I said, I heard the various stories going around because no one actually captured the whole kind of situation then obviously yeah and this is the, and, the, and this is the thing mate like i'm like mate i'm just being honest i'm doing this for the fucking views mate we're not gangsters i'm not a gangster like i, I left that hood shit in the past years ago that's why i got into boxing like, i come from the hood i ain't i'm not trying to be a gangster i'm trying to be a boxer and a gangster like no nah, man we do that shit for the views and you know and you know and that's it it's like mate Coogan, this shit is just acting it's like wwe but the fans they love it. Like they like the like the fans love it. Why do you think things like fucking you know WWE? It sells so much money to this day. And even though everyone knows that it's fake, it makes so much money. Boxing is the same shit. I don't hate you, but I'm a come on camera and I'm a pretend I hate you. And I'm a mate, and I might give you a little push here and there. You might pretend you're gonna push me and mate. You know what? I go to someone behind me. You know what? I'm gonna push him. As soon as I push him, I want you to get in the middle of it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, push him, and then, ah, and then you know, and then the fans, they, and the fans, they love that shit. It's, it's what you know, it's what they want to see. This is acting, and everyone does it. I'm exposed in the game right now. Everyone, everyone does it. All of these head to heads you see, people pushing each other at the press conferences, it's all fucking acting. But you know, this guy tried to take it. He tried to take it personal. That's why I have to give him a slap. Okay, listen, OD, just uh, before I let you go, just a final one. Yeah, look, sorry, you, I, think, uh, sorry, I, I, I think I think I think I think I got a bit angry there, didn't I? <laughs> no, you're all right, you're all right, you're all right. Um, yeah, listen, you and Eddie Hearn had you like you a little clear the air talks, which is uh, good. Nah, you know what, you know, the one thing I'm gonna, you know what, I'll um, you know what, you see, like before, before I've done that, like, I, I think I think in my mind, I think I wanted to go and be arrogant to him and be like, you threw me under the bus, but Coogan, that's not me no more. You know, I think that arrogant side of me and that that rude, arrogant person left me years ago. And when I swim head to head, I wasn't even angry at him. I was just fucking calm. And Eddie Hearn was angry. I've never seen Eddie Hearn angry like that. He was fucking swearing. Like, I don't give a fuck. And I was like, fuck, you know. It's like, Ed, I've never, I've never seen him like this before. <laughs> um, but you know what? My whole thing, that the only thing I wanted to ask him was, because you are acting like I got kicked out of my team. You're acting like I got dropped. I'm like, nah, do you remember that phone? Do you remember that phone call we had when I got the deal, when I got the offer off of Frank Warren? Frank offered me the free fight deal. Eddie Hearn phoned me. He said, come down to the matching office and let's talk. And I know he's got his ways, you know, he knows how to talk. So I said, nah, 
I, I can't come but we can talk on the phone it's easier to say no over the phone he called me offered me a free fight deal it's about 10k less than what frank offered me but like the same amount and i'm the one that turn it down the next day he come on to fight hype saying we had to let Howard davis go because his image is too i just wanted to ask him do you remember that phone call and he said he don't remember it he of course he remembered the phone call he just wanted to lie because he you know he went to everyone saying that you know that they dropped me that's what i wanted to ask him really but I think he was very, you know, very, uh, he was very aggressive. He was very aggressive. I and mean, he was out of character. Eddie Hearns was calm in that interview, in that little talk we had. He didn't look calm. He looked very, he looked like, he, Eddie Hearns looked like me all those years ago. I'm like, fucking hell, mate. <laughs> all right, well, listen, it's done now. And like I said, hopefully there was some kind of... Uh... You know, I was actually, I was thinking, is this guy about to, is this, is this guy about to jump over the fucking barriers and grab me? Me, I was, I was ready to take flight. <laughs> All right, well, listen, OD, uh, listen, much appreciate your time uh, over the last few days. Yet yeah, you have definitely kind of been spoken about, uh, considering listen, you won't fall. Before, before but... we go, before we go, look at my yeah. fish tank. I just went and got a new fish tank the other day. I've got tropical fish in there. Looks right. nice, right? Can you see it on the camera? Yeah, we can see it. We can see it. Yeah, you can see all the fish. Um, I'm back to feed them after I after yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna feed my fish. This is what I do with like my spare time. You know, I go to the fish shop all the time. I buy new fish and I like watching them. I buy all different types of fish. I've got the toys and trees and you know I've got some snails in there. I've got a few water snakes and a few algae eaters and stuff. It's good, right? Nice. <laughs> Very scenic, O'Hara. Um, OD, go and get yourself something to eat, mate. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely have another catch up soon when there's more news regarding Roly Romero. So appreciate your time. I'm going to attempt to get this out tonight. So um, yeah, appreciate your time, mate. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.